Colin, I want you to listen to something right here, okay, buddy? Yeah. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, it does. You know, that's, I think, if I recall correctly, that's about the best 10 seconds of the movie uh, that we are about to review. And what movie is that, buddy boy? Ordinary World. Ordinary World, bitches! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, of course, to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast, Green Day Cinema Masters. We're back with another master track from the Green Day filmography, as it were. And of course, that was a little rendition, the progression from the lead title track, Ordinary World, on my out-of-tune, sun-warped uh, baby classical acoustic. Oh, that was you actually playing it? That sounded great, oh, yeah. Chris. Nice. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, it's been so hot here that you, you set a guitar down for like 30 minutes and it's out of tune already. Oh, God. Getting us in the mood for quite a flick. Yeah. Quite a flick, Colin. Yeah, I I don't want to get into it right this second because we've got more important things to discuss. Yeah, let's yeah, let's not yeah. be too hasty. Uh, of course, I here am Chris Brady Denton, one of the co-hosts of Redundant, the original Green Day podcast. And with me, as always, is my cousin and co-host on the West Co-host, Colin Brady. How are howdy, you doing? Howdy do there. I am doing uh, quite well. Well considering yeah um yeah the yeah. world's still in shit you know and we just watched this movie yeah yeah <laughs> things are okay <laughs> there's been a bit of foreshadowing already for this movie of course uh people will know uh that we are co-hosts but not necessarily roommates right we're not sharing the same space the same air i of course am down here all the way in los angeles and even though it sounds like you're recording here with me, Colin, because of the high quality uh, audio and how crackling and electric our timing is, mm -hmm. you are all the way up in Seattle. I know. It's wild to think that we are not looking fondly into each other's eyes at the moment. Blowing coronavirus into each other's mouths. Mm. Uh, you know, who, who would have thunk? If only Colin, how, how are things up there in Seattle? Oh, thanks for asking, Chris. Things are as reasonable as you could expect um you know not not much has changed i don't really have any wild stories for for the folks this week but but uh things are rolling along nicely um anything anything what? interesting and What's again up? that was the electric chemistry that we i was talking about <laughs> just earlier just riveting stuff i'm so sorry if i think of a good story maybe we can re-record that part no, but, well, no, it's, it's hard. No, it, there's no blame here because I think everyone is going to sound the same. We're all still yeah, in quarantine. I We're know. all just shut in. What possibly could be exciting? I want to come up with something interesting. Um, the other day, oh, my God. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, my God. I went to the store, and for the first time in three weeks, I found bread flour. Yep. I kid you not. Wow. Yeah. 
And this has almost become like a meme online of people have been making their own bread yeah. now that they're in quarantine. And, you know, I got to say the things that people have decided are important to them do not make sense to me. Like, why do you need a lifetime supply of toilet paper? Like, I don't understand that. I mean, of all the, of all the things that are necessities, why toilet paper in particular? Because uh, maybe I'd like, like to wipe my butt. There's tons of, like, of canned food when I was at the store, though, and no toilet paper. I'm like, but you need food. You can always poop, but you need food. Well, you can always poop, but you're going to have some uh, muddy back flaps. You don't want that. It's like people you, are more you, afraid of being uncivilized <laughs> than they are of dying. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes they're not scared of neither. Yeah, As true. we've seen lately. True, true. Uh, yeah, anyway. Well, you know. That crazy. was that was my exciting story for the week. Um, wow, Chris! Anything? Apparently, anything... folks are fighting over toilet paper. Breaking yeah. news! This just—I think we're the first to report that. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> Any um, exceptionally wild stories you've got for us, Chris? Uh, no, yeah, down here in LA, things are pretty much the exact same. Still rocking my quarantine mustache. Still uh, washing my hands so much that they're. Like turning to paper, like I'm flaking, uh, like a croissant over here. It's just terrible, and uh, you know, just like sweating, sweating through the day. It's been so hot here. I had to put a towel down on the couch so I didn't stain the cushions. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. Like I'm just like picturing that. Sorry, and it's disgusting. no, it's like it's horrible. I'm like yeah. a hairy, sweaty boy. It's a terrible time. God. It's a terrible time. I know things are, I'm great. I think everyone's feeling healthy. We're very lucky. That's great. Uh, but damn, I'm a sweaty, sweaty boy. It is, it is hard to be me being so damn sweaty. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Uh, see, and, and just like you can't, there's nothing to report. Yeah. There's nothing to say, really. But no. there is something to be said about our boys in black and red. Of course, these GD guys, I'm talking obviously about Billy Joe Armstrong, Mike Dirt. And Mr. Trey Cool holding it down on the drums. This mm-hmm. is your Green Day News. Well, uh, first thing on the agenda, I think, I think Chris, you saw this coming from from a ways off. Is that right? Uh, not as far off as you saw it coming, my <laughs> friend. Of course, last week, uh, we, last time we asked Colin, "Did you get them yet?" Of course, referring to the Hello Mega Tour tickets. He classically had not got them yet. I had, and as it turns out, the fool was me due to this whole coronavirus stink. Uh, It's very serious, and I'm terrified. They, and they, I mean Green Day, Weezer, and Fall Out Boy, the bands on the Hello Mega Tour, have announced that they are postponing the European dates. And I feel like the dates in America are probably not far off. But this is the beginning of, I think, the whole tour being pushed. Yeah, it still boggles my mind that that the American dates haven't been pushed yet. But I know because you think later in this summer, do you think people are going to want to gather in Dodger Stadium? I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't want to. Then uh, again, people people have been known to do some uh, foolish things. I'll say <laughs> people have gathered for stupider things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone's doing great right now. I've been chugging bleach and injecting UV light, and I mm. feel fantastic. So yeah. I, I I don't know what you're talking about. I think we're doing great. Superhuman. Yeah. I am, it might uh, mutate my DNA. But yeah, it might be cool. Yeah, could be. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. Try it. Who knows? Um, the 
tour is postponed. I think the rest is coming. That's, you know, congrats, Colin. I, I'm having to fight with Live Nation to figure out how to get our money back. And, you know, you don't have to any of that headache. So, once again, congrats to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Billy Billy Joe, of course, has been doing his covers every week, which has mm-hmm. been fun. We talked about that last time on his Manic Mondays. And this week, he released That Thing You Do, uh, the song from the movie of the same name with Tom Hanks, etc. And, of course, this is a tribute to the late, great Adam Schlesinger, who was from Fountains of Wayne, and he wrote the song, That Thing You Do, for the movie. And, you know, of course, he passed away at 52 from COVID, which is surreal, horrible, and I think brought it home to a lot of people. Yeah. And it, it in the wake of this, so many people realized, oh, he didn't just write Stacy's Mom and no. Hey Judy. He... Or Hey Judy, Hey Julie, <laughs> Hey Judy. I love that um, song. Oh my god, it's a great song. I was re-listening to that album. It's a fantastic oh album. They've got a and ton the, of really great songs that people don't realize. You know, are them. That's completely true, man. I revisited yeah. the Fountain of Wayne's discography just recently because of this, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, he was a great songwriter. They were honestly, they were like, yeah. Weezer was good. Seriously, they're like, their <laughs> their melodies are just catchy as fuck. Like every single time, it's insane. So that was a much uh, beloved tribute to Adam Schlesinger. Schlesinger, pardon me. I'm sorry, that's insensitive. And he uh, wrote so many other great songs for TV and film. So look him up if you don't know. Uh, and really cool. The cover, by the way, is great. Billy sounds awesome. So mm-hmm. it's it's a natural fit. Kind of fits in with Billy's love of 50s swing, kind of uh, classic rock, 60s yeah. rock. And uh, last thing is I tweeted out at you on the Green Day Twitter account, which, of course, is what, Colin? Uh, That is at Green Day Pod or redundant, colon, the totally original Green Day podcast. And that's a redundant Colin there for you. (laughs) The... I tweeted out at you a photo of me excitedly watching the One World Together show where our boy Billy Joe Armstrong played Wake Me Up When September Ends on the old acoustic. It was. Did you happen to catch this performance? Yeah, I, I did. After my parents told me how bad it was, too. And, mm-hmm. then, I, and then I watched it and agreed. It wasn't bad. Say? It's like it's like not like it's like the song is bad. Like if you listen to just the audio, you'd be like, yeah, that sounds exactly like the recording. But like. Yeah, he just looks so uninterested, Billy. He looked bored. Bored yeah. is the right word. Yeah, he he just I, looks I, like I, he, he he's fulfilling a task. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> I was more excited than he was. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah. it was like, and then they intercut his performance with a bunch of photos of like empty streets, like all the empty streets. I know it's weird and stuff. It was kind of it was a little weird. It's and super weird. Um, you could tell, I think he just like wanted to keep a somber tone because he can't be like, hey, motherfuckers, rock yeah. and roll. Like, I, it, think, I think that was that was a big part of it. It was like he was trying but also, too hard just to like, do that. I don't know. It was weird. But like, it, it, it was with, not really Green Day's racket. No, it wasn't. And it sort of fit in like with my general opinion of Billy in the recent past, of just sort of <laughs> phoning it in maybe. I don't know what the word is, but um, it doesn't seem like he cares that much. No, I think he only cares about the rockers these days, and he's probably pretty bummed he can only play somber songs for the foreseeable future. Yeah. 
I mean, time, what, what other song could he have played? Time of Your Life would have uh, been pretty sarcastic. That would have, yeah. wouldn't have gone well. Yeah, that would not It's have something gone. unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope I'm you get the time of your think, life. Are there Yikes. any like rockers that are also sad that would somehow not be weird? I don't know. A Boulevard of Broken Dreams? Again, that probably would have been a bummer. Well, he played that. He also he played that on the I Heart something or other at home like a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. And it was okay. the exact same thing. He just looks bored. He looks like really out of it or not out of it but like not into it you know yeah i like that he's not out of it but he's not into it yeah <laughs> that's the perfect way of describing it yeah anyway speaking of uh maybe the opposite problem being into it but being kind of out of it mm-hmm. let's maybe move on to the the main subject <sighs> of this week oh boy yeah i can't tell if i'm yeah. excited to <laughs> hear what you have to say but also just rag on it or if I'm just sad about it. Well, the whole thing. Let's let's piece it all together, my friend. This, of course, is our film of the week. This is Green Day Cinema Masters, and we are talking about the 2016 film *Ordinary World*. Film starring your boy, B.J.A. Billy Joe Armstrong, our very own, and it's got a couple other reasonable names in there um judy greer who i recognize from arrested development i don't know what yes, else she's and been everything in, else she's been in like everything she's fantastic she, okay yeah and, and she was really good yeah she's great selma mm-hmm. blair of course from everything sean gunn dallas roberts whoever that is chris messina uh-huh fred armison oh my god hello he's so good uh brian Baumgarter, who is kevin from the office and Kevin Corrigan, whatever that means. Uh, this was filmed in 2014 in New York City. So it's pretty normal. It was released 2016. They worked on it for you know, a year or so. Uh, this film, to me, feels like the cast and crew of Portlandia decided to make a student film. I, I really agree with that statement now that I hear it out loud. It's, yeah, it's not exactly what I thought, but... But yeah, hearing it said just clicks for sure. It's like surrounded by people who are generally good and generally funny. And the subject matter, like when you hear it, kind of sounds good. Wouldn't you want to see Billy Joe Armstrong act in a film about like a washed up rocker, like struggling with his new life of responsibility, having a family? Mm -hmm. You'd go like, oh, that could be cool. Yeah. So everything around and the actors are good. Everything around it feels good. You watch it. It feels like the least funny student film. So poorly executed. Yeah. I, I mean, the writing is unbelievably bad. That's and, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's like the biggest single thing that needs to be said about this movie is the writing. Well, I'll get, really I'll get bad. to the writer in a second. Okay, yes. sorry, sorry. So, yeah, you oh, no, 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 no worries. Yeah, this is perfect. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we need to figure out who is to blame. Um, <laughs> this film, Ordinary World, was originally screened at the Tribeca Film Festival. So that's a big release for independent film. That's a big deal. Uh, and it was called Geezer initially, which I, I think is a better title. I think that describes the film that you get much more. Because uh, like everyone's yeah. kind of geezers. Yeah. I like that. And it's a good sure. Green Day world. Yeah. Word. Uh, and of course, it was changed to Ordinary World because of the song that Billy wrote for the film. And Billy, of course, we've talked about it on the Revolution Radio episode, liked 
ordinary world so much that he ended up putting it on Revolution Radio as the last track. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I th- I think the song Ordinary World is good. I do I too. Like it. I do too. Yeah. I think it's it's probably the best song on in the movie. Um, honestly, though, the first song, the very first song at the very beginning oh, of the movie, Con. is actually pretty good too. That's right. Yeah. Other than that, anyway. But yeah, and Billy's described this film as what it would be like if, like, he his future would have turned out if he hadn't been in Green Day or if Green Day didn't make it. Mm-hmm. So that's and again, that sounds like an interesting premise. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was kind of excited and about going into it for sure, based on that. I know the reviews for this film, and we'll get into the writer director in just one second. We're not. Super. It has a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, I, you know, like, and I think if more people saw it, it would have had a worse score. Frankly. I, maybe. I don't know. I feel like that that's pretty accurate in my book. That's fine. But, okay. Yeah. I mean, 47 You think, you think it should be worse than that? I don't know I mean, of any movies really that are that low. Like, barely anything goes, gets that low. I, I mean, I guess, except for, like, super bombs. But, yeah, I, yeah. you know, maybe maybe it's a... I, I just think no proper critic would watch this and really like it. Yeah, no. And I, so I feel I, like I that's feel sort of what it what it rep, what it uh, reflects. I guess it, I it think maybe it could, could get be into lower. the 30s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, unfortunately, I, I don't like to rag on someone uh, for their work or their films, but here we are talking about it. This is, of course, the baby of Lee Kirk. He was the writer and director. And he birthed the mess that we are currently confused by. Yeah. Uh, he has also, he was a director for The Office. That I the found very television surprising. Show. Yeah. Yeah. And he was the writer, director of The Great Mechanical Man, which is like a streaming movie. It's another like film festival, like Netflix film you would mm-hmm. see just kind of on a streaming service mm-hmm. starring Jenna Fisher from The Office. Right. And that film got like okay reviews, so I, and that kind of led to him doing Ordinary World, mm-hmm. which of course is he's in he's in every position of power, writer director. He's bringing it from the page all the way to the screen. Good concept. Yeah, and and you know probably has the means to get it done. He's got obviously the connections with people in the office, so that's how I think Kevin mm-hmm. uh, got in there, and and probably Fred. You know he knows comedy people. And uh, he's oh done no God. other films since Ordinary World. Yeah. Lee Kirk has, has done nothing. So this was 2016. I don't know if he's got stuff in the works or if maybe this film kind of put some stuff on hold. <laughs> uh, no way of knowing. Sounds like you've got your suspicions, but. Uh, yeah, I, I just, again, I feel like if anyone saw this film, you wouldn't <laughs> go, oh, well, here's more money to do another thing. Uh... Unfortunately. Again, I don't, this, I think he's probably a very nice guy. Well intentioned, but man, man, you are just you are just tearing this guy down right now. I'm not trying to Lee Kirk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lee Kirk. I you are absolutely you are absolutely destroying him. And Um, again, I think it's because I like Billy so much. I wanted this to be good. I I, wanted it. I did too. And I like the premise. Again, going into it, I thought it'd be fun. I mean, let's just get into it, man. Let's. I'm gonna let's just start going through the plot, and I just have a few thoughts about. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm glad that you you sort of wrote this down. I think this is gonna be more of a response type thing for me, but it's good to <laughs> yes, have the plot I, well, points I'll have outlined. You know, here, 
We're doing Ordinary World, and I watched it twice. You I did? watched it twice for this. Why yes. did you do that? I know it was, and so that's I'm like angry. That's my <laughs> baby. Why I'm coming across as upset? It's no, like I yeah, no I didn't wonder. Endure this twice. No wonder, Chris. Why would you do that to yourself? If I had to watch this a second time, I would have. Well, I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I well, would have like distracted myself with something else. This is what I take this shit seriously, guys. I'm doing this for you. Yeah. If you want to watch this film, it is on Netflix currently. You can stream it for free if you, you know if you have Netflix, obviously. Yeah. And if maybe you'll enjoy some of the weird nuances that I'm about to scream about. If, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. This is going to get oddly specific. Yeah. But I, yeah, I did have some thoughts. I watched it with my notes app open, and I just was typing it down. <clears throat> so, so let's get into it, Billy. Yeah. And let's get into it, Perry, I should be saying, right? Because Billy Joe Armstrong here is playing a rocker named Perry. And when we start, he's a blonde guy playing a club show in his early 20s. Uh, and he's playing The Devil's Kind, which is a great song. I think that that's a song he's released with a long shot, and it's awesome. It was really good. I like that song a lot. And this is meant to represent that he's like, in his younger days, he was uh, on the verge of being big in the music right. scene. Yeah. And then, of course, we cut to today. And Billy's not blonde and beautiful anymore. He's got stubble. And he's trying to take out the trash cans. And he's the trash can is too late. And he missed the trash people. And they won't <laughs> take it. And he's like, oh, come on, man. And it's, it's, it's showing how much he's changed since he was a rocker and when he was blonde. And now he's got stubble. And we... <laughs> And taking out trash cans, and we understand things and, have not gone his way. And by the way, he looks like pretty much the same in in both the young shot and the like trash can shot. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you if you dye your hair blonde, <laughs> do you look 20 years younger. No. Is that a trick I've been missing? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; it's something they kind of portray in a lot of movies, but but this one is like way more extreme. Like literally, it's just a hair color change and the stubble are the differences. Yeah. And and, and, I and like love there's some Billy. gray he looks hair, good. but like some very like obvious like they did that, you know. It's like oh, there's a 40 year old guy on yeah. stage. Yeah, I don't believe that he's 20. No. He looks great, by the way. I'm not saying that Billy looks hot through this movie, but as yeah, he always you know. does. Yeah, not 20 years younger, hot. I mean, to quote Billy Eilish's Rolling Stone interview, just like look at him, he's gorgeous. <laughs> B- Billy truly is is good looking, and that's probably the only reason I could sit through this twice. Because oh as an God. actor. I don't know. Colin, what what did you think of his acting? <laughs> his acting was so bad. I mean, we'll get to it later, but there'll be several times where like it just like a lot of the time when bad things were happening to him in this movie and you'll and we'll as we go through the plot like I think the listeners will come to realize that's just like what this movie's about. It's just like someone having a really bad day. It's Billy of. Joe and the really bad no good day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> And when bad things are happening to him, like when you can tell, like in the writing, it was supposed to be like, hey, and now the character is like angrier or more frustrated. Like he just looks exactly the same. He doesn't change his like his face at all. And then also like when he's talking to his uh, daughter in that movie, it just like so does not come across like a parent talking to a kid. You know, I just there's no. Yeah, you don't feel the connection there. I don't know what You're it just is. Just like reading really, lines, but yeah, it just feels very. Yeah, it feels very just like like reading lines blank. You know, and it's what, weird. Billy's a that. dad, so he should be able to tap it. But again, no, it's fine. Right? Like, why are we criticize? He's not an actor, so 
So it's just weird. It's all around weird that this is happening. Yeah, yeah. But, but he, and here's my compliment to him, by the way. And I'll say it now. I'll say it again later. Is Billy wasn't bad line to line. Like in, in an if like in a single isolated chamber, if you were mm-hmm. to just look at him doing one individual line, you'd be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, passable. I agree. I agree. But it was everything that put together like, strung together yeah well I, that yeah, just and made I, it unnatural and i think his facial expressions aren't there i think that was a big part of it for me it's like he does you don't see the f- emotion in his face at all really um, yeah and the script is doing him like no favors yeah like intonation think, intonation wise he's fine and all that but like and obviously yeah, again like you said the writing is is fucking pure shit like if 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 someone had been like i'm writing a movie for an actor who's never acted before what can he do naturally? Like I'll play to his strengths, mm-hmm. but and not write a character that should have some more like variation. Like like he basically he shouldn't be the lead of a film. He could be a, a co-star, yeah. a supporting character. This was a lot to put on him because he mm-hmm. is charismatic and awesome on stage when he's the king of the fucking world. But when he's supposed to be playing this bum who's like life has not gone his way, he can't pull it off. Yeah, no, he's terrible. Doing the, the subtle stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sorry, uh, not terrible. Like you said, he, he's actually not ter- like awful if you look at just one line or whatever. But He's like really mediocre. Yeah, because again... Yeah, it's really like, mediocre. Like you, could see, like you said earlier, it could be a student film, like a reasonable student film, maybe. Yeah, but um, could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and and okay, so so Billy's, you know, he's not taking the trash, and basically he, we he, we discover he tells the trash people it's my birthday today, and everyone forgot. So he's talking right. to his wife Selma Blair, he's talking to his kids, and no one says happy birthday, daddy, and he's being like he's whining and he's playing his guitar and he's being all moody, mm-hmm. and and then he's uh, has to take his daughter to school. He's Basically, we're going to go through this guy's day, Perry, this washed up rocker, while his wife has to go to work because she clearly is like the breadwinner of the family type thing. Mm-hmm. And he's walking his daughter to school and she's talking about the talent show that's that night. And she's going to play a song on guitar and she is asking her dad what song he thinks she should play. Now, I have a question. What kid hasn't decided the song they're going to play that night for a talent show? <laughs> She's like what nine, ten? Yeah, probably something she, like that. Swinging by the by the seat of her pants. That's just she's just gonna improvise something. <laughs> like to be fair, like I a respect- teacher hasn't been like you need yeah. to write down what song you're playing. We need to check. There's no curse words in it, right? Like, come on. <laughs> it's a loose school. Well, and that's the joke that is made is like the first song she wants to play or whatever is some like gnarly like metal song or something. I, what what was it? I don't remember. Some, something with curse cares, words, but you're so. right. Yeah, Again, this would never happen. And then, and, and then Billy and Billy's like, "No, you can't play that." There's like families and kids there, and it's like just sort of supposed to be like a joke, I think. But it just comes off really lame. <laughs> well, it's like the, the, it, it, it's meant to be mimicking like what a real family's like, and oh, you know, being a yeah, dad. Yeah, but and it blah, feels blah, blah. like too much. Like someone is intentionally trying to do do that exactly what you just said. It is. You know? Right. And that's exactly yeah. it. And that leads to my my additional question, Colin. Yeah. What kind of and, and this is again, this is just the script, like you watch the gears grind in this script trying to create the plot. Because there's just and it's just there's nonsensical. What kind of kid plays a brand new guitar I at a talent know. show I don't know. that they're still not sure what song they're playing? I have because no that's the whole clue. 
That's the next plot beat. Because that's that's his chore for the day, right? So he has to go pick up his kid's guitar. Uh-huh. It's like, you gotta pick up his car in time for the in time for the talent show. I was like, okay, yeah, I guess literally this kid all is just... he has to do is go to the guitar shop, get the guitar, and that's it. Show up at the talent show. That's it. And this, of course, leads her to go, Daddy, what like it's career day. What what should I say that you do? And this leads me to an additional, additional question. What kind of school has the talent show on the same day as career day? This may, this is all, again, it just grind. It, watch the gears just grind yeah. so that we can have a scene where Perry, Billy, mm-hmm. tells his daughter that he's in a band, right? Yeah. And she goes, but you don't play anymore. And he goes, well, we're on hiatus. Mm-hmm. And she goes, how long's hiatus? And it's like, you know, and- he's not in a band anymore. We can tell. And this is another really good example of, um, I think, I think Billy not showing what should be the emotion of the character. Like his daughter is like, yo, what do you do? And he's basically like, I do nothing. And I'm like, you should just tell your class that. And he doesn't really show any emotion when he says that to her. He's just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I just do nothing. Like, like he doesn't care at all. You know, you're right. And it's like <laughs> it there's no. Is he embarrassed? So what is he embarrassed? Is he yeah, no, sad about that of, fact? He's not it's embarrassed just, or sad about you it. You get nothing. It seems. Yeah, yeah. Was, and yeah, strange. it's you're right. It's it is weird. And it like this would be where the arc for his character needs to begin. And it's like yeah, flat. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, and then so he drops his kid off at school. There's the group oh of God. dads. The dads are oh like, hey, come God. play. This is, I, this is maybe the funniest part of the movie is the intro to the dad group. Oh, God. It's bad, isn't it? It's I, like three dads who are always hanging out. Yeah. One of them's a cop. Uh-huh. And he's like, go, oh, come play poker. Hey, Perry, when are you down for the poker game? Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I mean, yeah, what did you think, Colin? I, I, I thought it was a little cringy. I, I actually, it was so cringy. It was unbelievably cringy. I, there was one line, and I can't remember it right now. I like, I almost want to bring up the video again. Ugh. No, it's not. Are talking about puss but or something? It was something about that. It was something about that. Yeah, they yeah, make like some an inappropriate horrific, inappropriate yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then what do they say? Oh man, they're like, oh, I was just like, they totally take it back. They walk it back to the joke. They're like, oh, I totally didn't mean that. Blah 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 blah. I'm trying to get him to join Dad's group, but I don't think it's working. What's it being a pussy? A little bit. Aw, uh, come on, don't be a pussy, pussy guy. <laughs> okay. Hey, we just joking. We don't really think you're a pussy. But basically, yeah. I just started cracking, cracking up when I when I saw this part of, part of the movie. It was weird. And then, of course, Perry's like, "No, I'm good. I don't want to. I, I, he's he's too cool for it. He doesn't want to do it." Mm-hmm. Uh. He's again showing him not accepting what a, that he is a lame dad and he should just accept it. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and then he goes to, and it's like kind of showing who who he could be, right? What he's railing against. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so cringy. It's it's like uh, when 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 writers and scripts like write people in groups of threes, like they're not individual characters. Like this is that group, and they all speak kind of like they share lines but they all speak as one character yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. Yeah, it's not interesting um and then he goes to the, the guitar shop to pick mm-hmm. up this guitar with a dinosaur decal on it for his daughter <laughs> oh and the the guitar shop guy colin <laughs> Dude, oh my god the story oh it's crazy god. 
And again, so, it's another moment where you like your the suspension like, of disbelief is lifted entirely. No way, yeah. This guitar shop owner tells this story about how like actually, do you want to tell a story, Chris? Like, I mean, it doesn't. It's just that he, yeah, he's he's a local guitar shop guy who's Billy's friend, right? They they talk guitars together and shit. He had just been out at a club in London for a party. For a dinner party, I think it was. He flew out, and, with he, and he makes this big old deal about how he got there. He like flew out on a private jet, and like on the way there, he got some, you know, with his like beautiful French supermodel girlfriend. And then like, how can this guy afford any of this? Makes no fucking sense. Yeah, no, no, none of it makes sense. And he then- ends up at a party <laughs> with Paul fucking McCartney. <laughs> He's telling this to pair like in a like a shitty little guitar shop. Yeah. And and guess what? We ended up jamming. We ended up hanging out and playing. And I've got his number. He gave mm-hmm. me his number. What the flying? F- There's this is just like Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney has no time for you, good sir. Sir Paul. Sir Paul. Exactly. He's better than it, that. It, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then he just started jamming. With me. It's like this is supposed to be making right Billy jealous. This is the life he could be leading mm-hmm. if he didn't have all this responsibility. But it makes no god. Again, if it was someone maybe believable. Like, I hung out with Mike Durnt, right? right? I hung out with, like, the guy from the Goo Goo Dolls. I don't fucking know. (laughs) But, like, someone smaller, right? Someone Not the biggest musician in the entire history of music, pop music. I mean, that's, again, I don't know about that, Chris. But, yes, arguably, arguably so. I'd say so. Arguably is still big, yeah ridiculous that that's like someone being like oh yeah i i uh was walking down the street and i ran to oprah and we ended up getting coffee and now i've joined her book club (laughs) no no you've taken me out of this small indie film no way it's too much colin i agree that was another moment two moments where i just like actually laughed at what was meant to be a serious (laughs) moment in the movie right what the fuck did I just hear? Oh, God. And I don't laugh out loud when I'm by myself that often. I don't know about you guys, but like that doesn't happen very often. But it happened multiple times during this movie. That was, by the way, again, supposed to be serious. It was supposed to be yeah. serious. Anyway, it's supposed to be like a sorry. bummer. It was supposed to be like com- like maybe a dark comic moment of like, can you believe what a bummer it would be that you didn't hang yeah. out with Paul McCartney? Yeah. But no, yeah, exactly. It <sighs> was ridiculous. Oh, my oh, God. Dear Lord. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so so then he he <clears throat> moves on. He he picks up his daughter's guitar, and then he has to go to his work. Mm-hmm. He works at a shitty little hard, a little mom and pop hardware store that is run by his brother. Mm-hmm. And his brother is all ragging on him and being like, "You're excuse me." His brother didn't burp. I just burped. His brother's <laughs> like, "You're late. You don't have any enthusiasm. You're telling customer we've got a problem." Is what he says. You told a customer. <laughs> Uh, to put ammonia on marble, which apparently you can't. Do. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a thing. I have no but idea. Yeah, that's like his. He's like, hey, you're not taking this job seriously. And then Perry reveals to his brother. He goes, hey, let you off, man. It's my birthday, and my whole family forgot it's my birthday. <laughs> and then I'm I'm convinced, and we find out later. This is definitely just so he'll fuck off. His brother goes, you know what? I'm sorry, man. I forgot. Here, take a thousand dollars. Go have a go throw yourself a party with your friends. Go blow off some steam. And he does, doesn't he, Colin? 
Kind of, kind of. Like, what he decides to do with it is is pretty strange. He ends up going to... Yeah, oddly uh, specific. Oddly specific. I don't know. He must have had this in mind beforehand or something. But he uh, goes to some big-ass hotel, like, in the city. And I don't know if they say what city. What It doesn't matter. Oh, they're but, New York. Oh, New York. Okay. New York. So he's, and, he's living in, like, a small town outside of the city. Okay, yeah. And so he goes go into the city. Into the city, and they... Well, he uh, rents the the presidential suite in this bougie ass hotel, right? And yeah, and it's like this bit. It's this whole thing with the receptionist who's yeah. played by by it's Kevin from Kevin, the office. Kevin from the office, and he's so funny. This receptionist is this the fucking whole, like best. It's like the Dude, most like reasonable he, character in this in this movie, pretty much. He absolutely is, and it's so fun to hear. Uh, Baumgartner talk in his normal voice. I know. Like not the Kevin voice. Because yeah. he's like a, he's got a beautiful voice. He's well spoken. He's yeah. great, great yeah. actor. Um, he like practically saves this movie. Him and a couple other people are the only glimmering lights. Mm-hmm. As far as the acting goes, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would still say they have like pretty bad lines, but like oh, they it is. still but you see what a good actor does yeah. with this material is still better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he's sto- he goes to, oh, and then also when he's trying to rent this room out, um, this woman walks up and it's like some, some gal from his past or something. Yeah. Played by Judy Greer. You know? Sort of get a, sh- a she, vi- a she vibe from her or something. Oh, okay. Nice time, yeah. buddy. You know, you know, she, it's, it's like she versus 80 in this movie. Oh, bit. wow. This has been your she moment. This is my she moment. And this has been your 80 moment. And that is Judy Greer. Greer. And I just, this whole time, and this is no one's fault, but I just could not stop thinking about Kitty from Arrested Development. Okay. (laughs) Take a good look, because it's the last time. (laughs) It's the last time you'll see these. Um, And... I won't. I won't explain that to any listeners who don't know. But if you don't know, I highly recommend checking out the rest of the hey, It's a great show. If you know, you know. Um, and <laughs> and Judy Greer is she's playing yeah. this woman who's like Joan Jett's manager. She's like mm-hmm. really big in the music industry. Yeah, which is another like just like crazy happenstance thing. This one's more believable, but it's still just like okay. So twice in one day, you run into people who just met like ultra famous musicians. Right, and yeah, that's a really good point. I've been thinking about that. And, like, also know you from your club, like, are still friends with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, as you happen to be at this hotel. Yeah, and she's also yeah. just, like, immediately, like, smitten, you know? Like, nothing happens, and she's immediately, like, smitten. Which, again, you know, it's Billy Joe. Like, you can't can't blame her. Any of us would be doing the same. But Yeah, but, you know. Still. And, and, and they're not <laughs> bad together, but she's acting circles around him. Yeah, it's true. Of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, so Billy then goes and and you know what's funny like when he's getting this presidential suite he he's like ass he looks in a you know like a sweatshirt and some torn up jeans and like his stubble and a beanie whatever he looks like a street rat and he's asking this guy the receptionist Kevin at a really nice hotel hey can I take a look at the presidential suite is that how it works I don't know. I've never. Is that it. how it works, Colin? I have no idea. You, I don't you think can either just go of us up. could possibly know. You know. 
Well, I look, I'm all stubbly and shitty. I look like, I could walk, so can I just walk into any hotel and be like, can I see the nicest suite you have? I mean, they can't really turn you down based on how you look, though, to be fair. That would, technically, that would be illegal. Though. I think they can and they would. <laughs> they can and they would, though. You're right. Because then, because then Kevin shows him the, the suite and it's like really nice and he has this hilarious monologue about how expensive the whiskey is in the room. Yeah, which he did funny. really good. He's very it's funny. really, it's actually one of the best scenes in the whole movie. I would say. Yeah, Kevin. It feels it feels it. like taken out of like a um, what's his face's movies? Um, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, like Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. It, it feels yeah, like, like taking. It's such a weird but funny scene. It feels like it's taken out of one of his movies. So not hey, not all bad folks. Props where props deserve. Brian Bob Gartner, Bob Gartner, pardon me. Really good. The the whiskey monologue. Right. That yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, but and so of course he's like. By the way, the room is two two what two thousand dollars a night, and of course we know Billy Perry only got a thousand dollars. But he says fuck it, and he decides to get the room anyway, the presidential suite. Mm-hmm. And so then what's he do, Colin? Now that he's spent all this money with no guarantee of anything happening, <laughs> he calls a bunch of friends asking them to come over and mm-hmm. have a party because it's his birthday. It's his fortieth birthday. And by the way, we find out later that this is a Tuesday that he's he's doing all this. And, this is and a he doesn't Tuesday. he probably doesn't get this let's say that he, he probably doesn't get this apartment until at least like noon or one, right? In the day. And and that's when he's like starting to call people. Like, you know, the afternoon. He's trying to get people to come on, for his party, like right. On away, the day basically. of his daughter's talent show. <laughs> and career day, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Make how is this? How is the timing of this day going to work? This film's all within one day. I don't know how any of this, how he thought any of this would work out timing wise. No, no. But oh boy, you're starting so, to understand why he's such a screw up, though. It's just yeah. You just, again, it's just the gears grinding and and moaning. It's horrible. Yeah. So some of his friends finally come over after no one answers him, and who is it, Colin? It's Freddie Armisen. Who knew? Gary, I believe, is his name, right? Gary. Oh, Gary. And, and, I mean, can I... Why would you name your main character Perry and name his best friend <laughs> Gary. Gary? You know, I didn't even think about that until you said that's it, but that's like a whole confusing. nother... That's a whole nother, like, funny thing. Oh Dude, that's gosh. like, you know, in Lord of the Rings, it's Sauron and Saruman. Yeah. It's like, J.R.R., Tolkien, what the fuck you... Do? Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> of course that's confusing. Gary and Perry, I'll never yeah. understand it. Yeah. But, once again... Fred Armisen is a highlight of this movie. He's so funny. Anyway, he ends up coming over, Gary, and Gary. As, as well as um, the bassist for their old band, whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, they're both old bandmates, right? Yeah, and then the drummer comes over later, but we'll get into that later. Um, and and I, Well, Fred's the drummer, my dear boy, because oh, Fred Fred's, is the drummer. Oh, okay, whatever. The yes. guy with the hangover, the other band member who had the hangover. That's right. Yeah. Pete. Anyway. Hangover Pete. Yeah, Gary and, comes and, over with... <laughs> With a stripper um, named Gypsy. Named Gypsy. And did you recognize Gypsy, my dear I friend? I did Colin? not. No. What is she from? Gypsy. I recognized right away. And I'm very proud. This is like how I know I'm a good Green Day fan. How I'm a very good boy. And I deserve an extra helping of mashed potatoes at supper. Is <laughs> Gypsy is Naomi Jones. Who, of course, is what's her name from the American Idiot The Musical. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. That's cool. And you know, we loved her so much. She was one of the only highlights of that That's right. production. She was super fucking good. Yeah. I totally forgot. 
and uh, she plays the stripper that Fred Armisen and his mm-hmm. friend Gary brought. Well, n- now that I'm realizing who it is, I'm it's I'm realizing it's such a shame she didn't like sing at all in the movie. That seemed like right or have any any actual somehow. character at all. Yeah, like, he's a fantastic actress, fantastic singer. Yeah, it's really just a cameo. Wasted to be a stripper. Like, yeah, not cool. Um, and it was weird too. He like there's this whole scene of like it's the middle of the day. The stripper is like dancing to no music that they're making. It's kind of funny. And, and then Billy Freak Perry, pardon me, freaks out that they're not using coasters, <laughs> which is like a pet peeve of his with his kids. So, yeah. uh, it's and it was just a so weird funny. scene. It was, and it, they were trying so hard to have like motifs in the movie, you know, because they did the coaster thing at the very beginning of the movie, and then they did it right then, and it just was like yeah. such a ploy. It felt like to me. Exactly. It's just, it's just, you're like, yeah, I know. I remember plant payoff. Thanks. <laughs> but it just doesn't feel organic in any way. No. And it was just uncomfortable. It was. It was uh, yeah, really uncomfortable. I, it was, it was another very cringy moment of which there are many in this movie. It's like, sure. dude, you're a married man. Your daughter's talent show is tonight. This is like not relatable. No. This is like no. skeevy. Yeah. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, he, he obviously shows no interest the entire time, but. Yeah, but, but again, I, that just still. even worse because then he's an inactive protagonist. Like yeah. that's that's also boring. Yeah, <laughs> there's no. So way Perry can. Perry has to interrupt this uh, stripper funness. Ha ha ha! And, and by the way, Fred devours this shit. Every line he has is funny because he's just like I think he must know this is all terrible. But he's he's from punk rock originally. Before mm-hmm. he was an actor, he was a musician mm-hmm. in like a punk band. Fred gets to dress in punk clothes, hang out with Billy Joe Armstrong, and, like, be a total ham. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Good on you, Fred. I, you're, this is not your fault. <laughs> you, you made the most, you know, he made lemonade. But, uh, well, Bill, he did what you he know, could. Com- he made, he he made watery lemonade, for sure. <laughs> he made some, he put, a like, a little lemon wedge on the edge of the water. Yeah. 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 And, um... <laughs> Uh, Perry then gets a call from his wife saying, did you do you have the guitar? You need to let my parents and because they're coming for the talent show. So Perry has to rush home from the presidential suite. By the way, of course, of course, you have to be home. This is a busy day. This is a family day. Why are you having a party with a stripper it, yeah, in this city? Makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know. He, he comes home and his parents admonish him or his I'm sorry, his in-laws admonish him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't think you're you're paying enough attention to our daughter. You're not really, you know, taking your responsibilities seriously. You're not even here to to be with us. You're not making your daughter's playhouse. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the the in laws, Colin? I thought I don't know. I, I didn't think much of them. I think at this point in the movie, I I I hadn't tuned out, but I definitely was had stopped caring a whole lot. It was very cookie cutter. Yeah. That's what I felt. Yeah, it was just exactly what you'd expect them to It be. was any other scene with, like, in-laws with, like, no character or originality or interest. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. be honest, they were they were nicer to him than I expected them to be. I expected them to be a little bit more like the stereotypical, like, in-laws who hate the, the guy. Well, that's a really... And that would have been more interesting. Again, if there was an interesting choice, this film went the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Because, like, he should be punished for his sins, but he's not. Everyone's always very understanding of what a fuck-up he is. Yeah. Yeah, which is boring mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's not even that i don't agree with it like it's just it's bore it's uninteresting it's just to like surprising too it's just like you never expect someone to write a script that way 
but yeah. they did. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then, so he's home, and and the the in laws hold him hostage, you mm-hmm. know, like with stuff. And it's like, just leave, dude. You 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 said you have to go to work, so just fucking leave. Like, why are you yeah. taking this? But yeah. anyway, so then he realizes, oh, I've lost a guitar, because of course he did. By the way, if you're watching the film, you're like, oh, you forgot the guitar. When he goes to the hotel, you're like, he doesn't yeah. not carrying a guitar, yeah, because the guitar was obvious. planted as an important thing, and like, so it's very obvious. But he has to go back to the hardware store. We're doing the rounds again. This film is just two circles. Him taking two circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes back to the hardware store and finds the guitar. But what does he walk in on, Colin? But an awkward meeting in the back with oh his brother and the family god. lawyer. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, Drew, I believe. Yes, his brother's talking to Drew about um, enacting a certain provision that apparently were in, was in the uh, their parents' will. And that provision was that, <laughs> and I don't know if this is even legal. This sounds so strange, but that his brother could buy out uh, Perry's share in the business if Perry, if if his brother felt just felt that Perry was not pulling his weight. That's right. And and, and, and of course we've seen how terrible a obviously he's Perry not is. He's weight. not at all. Yeah. No. And, and so they're saying that they're going to do it. He's like, you're going to fire me on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're like, you're going to no, Perry, you're going to get a, a nice chunk of money. Yeah. And I'm like, how much money are you getting for half of a shitty mom and pop hardware store? It probably quite a bit, honestly, like businesses. Oh, okay. Are still Shit. Expensive, Fuck me. I think. All right. I never think, mind. I think businesses are, are generally pretty valuable. But that, that brings case, up the question to me, like, why doesn't he just want to take it? That's probably a lot of money. To, I, I That was my next point, was like, why are you bummed on this? This should be, you we, you hate this. Don't you hate all of this? Wouldn't you rather have money and you could make an album or put that towards exactly. something, right? Exactly. Record, yeah, makes, record something. Makes no sense that he would be bummed on this. But because, again, the gears are grinding. He's <laughs> upset about this and it feels like a betrayal, yada, yada, yada. He grabs the guitar. He then goes back to the hotel where... A whole party is now raging, and a ton mm-hmm. of people are there. Yeah, I think Gary. Apparently, Gary invited everyone. <laughs> Gary invited a bunch of people. Yeah. did the the room service, which is again one of the highlights. Was Fred's little phone call. Mm-hmm. You, you can uh, Fred pretending to be on the phone is much better than Billy Joe Armstrong pretending to be on the phone. That's a, that's another True. hard thing for actors is like faking on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And he was yeah, you could tell. Uh, I mean, I'll admit, like, this is one part of the movie where I did sort of feel bad for, for the main character just because, like, there's all this money that's basically going to be falling on him. And it's not really his fault, you know? Well, it is his I fault, guess. but, yeah. you know, it's not like he wanted to, you know, open that scotch and, you know, do whatever. Oh, yes, his friends have gotten into the $1,000 scotch and it's all on him and and blah, blah, blah. And, and as yeah. he's going back up to the hotel room, he runs into cameo alert. Joan Jett, because mm-hmm. of course Billy Joe and Joan Jett are actually buddies, so that right. probably was no problem to get her to appear. But but Judy Greer is there with, of course, representing Joan Jett, and Billy's there with a the guitar, and mm-hmm. they have like a little meet. And it's like, oh, I met one of my heroes. Holy shit! So the rock star lifestyle is is alluring him, mm-hmm. and Kevin, the receptionist, tells him no parties in the room. <laughs> Of course, he gets up there, massive party. Mm-hmm. Laugh, 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 laugh. Cut to Perry decides to take a nap. What the fuck? <laughs> this part came out of nowhere. 
They're like, hey, you wanted a party. Here's a big party. Oh, cool guitar. You just got to let loose, drink a beer. And then he's like, I need a nap. And he goes and takes, he spent how much money on this fucking suite? And he's just taking a nap. He just goes and takes a nap. It's nonsensical. If there's one thing I will give this movie props for is that it's doing the unexpected. I would never expect a lot of these things to be in a script, but they are somehow. Yeah. Right, because you would think that any protagonist would take the active choice, that something interesting would happen, yeah, and it just go yeah. opposite direction. Yeah, uh, he he sleep he talks to himself in the mirror. It's bad. Then he takes a nap. Mm-hmm. Oh come on, you wanted a party and now you've got one. You can't. You know, he's like he's just like feeling sorry for himself. He he takes mm-hmm. a nap. He dreams of himself as a young blonde man again. Mm-hmm. Again, a forty year old with blonde hair, and uh, he wakes up when Judy Greer comes into his hotel room and like gets on the bed with him and starts giving him like a neck mess. He's like, my neck hurts. And she's like, let me help. And she starts giving him massage. And it's like, again, sleazy, but also so boring. Like you've seen this scene a million times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You knew exactly what the scene was from the start of the scene. Yeah. Uh, And then it's, it's too long and pretty bad up until he, plays her a song she's like do you have any new songs and he's like "Ah, i've got one and he starts playing ordinary world Mm. and this is the only minute of the movie that you're like oh great this is just nice to watch billy play and listen to this song yeah it was good it was well performed and everything and then her phone goes off and he like stops playing and he gets all weird. It's like it's not her fault that her phone. Went. I know. Why you does can he just get silence all weird? It. Yeah, he's like he's, he's like, like oh, stops okay. playing. I, I'll just like, uh, no, yeah. it's fine. It's like just silence your phone for a second. Keep going. Yeah. What the fuck? And she's like, she's immediately silences her phone and is like immediately like, no, keep playing. Like I don't care. But like he doesn't. You know. He gets. He's got the insecurities. Get, yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then she like tries to kiss him and he's like, no, I'm. No. Well, that happens before, I think. That oh, happens whatever. before he plays the song. It, not that whatever. it really matters, but yeah. Yeah. It's, so there's like tension between them and it's just, it's it's weird. And then Fred sticks his head in and he's like, come on, wake up, buddy. Like the band's about to play. And so even though it's been dead quiet in this room while he plays this quiet acoustic guitar, we walk out to see that the rest of this presidential is like lit packed with yeah. punks. Yeah. And they've set up a stage and instruments and amps and a drum kit. Mm-hmm. And they're about to play a show. And of course, Perry thinks that he's about to get up and play with his old band. Mm-hmm. And he's all excited. And he has this really uncomfortable. There's this really uncomfortable scene where like Fred tells him before in a really cringy line that he couldn't say. It's like, hey, you've changed, man. Which is like <laughs> such a shitty line. It's just like every you should be telling showing not telling right yeah it's, so it's just yeah. really you've changed it's so blunt yeah and then he gets out there and he tries to play and then fred like makes fun of him oh it's fun really it's really cringy it's uncomfortable yeah, yeah like it's no. not funny it's not funny and you feel i don't know embarrassed maybe is the word i, I feel embarrassed for everyone involved yeah yeah but like fred not for the characters Billy. yeah yeah right like for the careers of people i'm embarrassed <laughs> mostly for lee kurt this guy you know, we love him I love him. He's the best. He's got a new job right now. He's, uh... What is it you're doing right now? You're changing baby diapers and filling up baby bottles. I'm telling you, this guy, I am a witness to this. He was a lunatic. He was nuts. He was crazy. All right, this guy right here was rock and roll to the core. Chill down! 
Yeah. And then they reveal what, Colin? Uh, well, they reveal that uh, Perry's no longer the the lead, uh, the front man of the band, and <laughs> it's been replaced by uh, Newt. Apparently, That's Newt. Is this guy, this shirtless guy's name, who comes up on stage? What's going on? Who the hell is this guy? That's Newt. And uh, they start playing. Was is it the same song as as in the beginning? Devil, devils, whatever. It's not the same song. No. I th- I wonder. I think it's a very Green Day riff. I do think Billy wrote that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the movie. Sounds, yeah, it sounds pretty, you know, loud and fast, sort of green. But everyone starts freaking out, and Billy has a has a starting to have his midlife crisis freak out because he's realizing he's been replaced in his band. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of like what they say they haven't played in like years, so it's like, of course, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And how does he not but, know by now? But anyway, whatever. It's weird, and it's supposed to be like this mental break, and he takes the big flat screen TV off the wall and this is actually a genuinely funny moment and then he tries <laughs> to throw it through the window like like a rock star does yeah in in anger but it's a reinforced glass so the tv just bounces off the window and crashes on him and i thought that was actually like a great bit i thought it was funny especially because he like turns and looks at this dude in the crowd and the dude looks at him and is just like like gives him this look that's sort of like do it. Oh, really dude? No, it's like do it and then once he like can't do it, he's like, "Oh, really dude? That's embarrassing." It, and it was. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> like this movie could have used more of that. Like old yeah. got rocker trying to be rock star like failing hilariously. Yeah. If they leaned more into the yeah, leaned more into trying to be funny rather than being unintentionally cringy funny, you know, that would have yeah. really helped. Oh, this is awkward. That's like the whole movie. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. And uh, and then and then the the new singer Newt. That's Newt. That's Newt. He <laughs> hands Billy like he like sees the TV thing and he hands Billy his daughter's guitar that oh he picked God. up. This central prop. And for I don't get it, but Billy then walks into the middle of the stage and smashes it like yeah. a rock star. It's so fucking stupid. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, why would he do it? It's supposed to be his mental break, but it just doesn't play. No. And, uh, of course, the rule was no parties. And right as this happens, Kevin bursts through the door and everyone runs and they kick them out. And he's like, the cops are on their way. Like, seize him. And I'm like, I don't, don't they have the credit card on file? I, don't I know. Think anyone gets arrested no one gets for arrested for that. That's what I was thinking. It's like that does that whole part of it makes absolutely no sense. No one gets arrested they, like, for throwing a party. Kevin isn't deputized. He can't be like, hey, you stay. He was like, yeah. oh, we're gonna go. We'll we'll charge your card for the TV. Yeah, but it makes no fucking sense. We cut to, of course, Billy then being held with Gary Fred Armisen in mm-hmm. the presidential suite. And they have this like talk of like, why didn't you call me to be in the band? And they're like, you just never, you stopped showing up. Like, you know, <laughs> you, and he's like, I had a kid. And he's like, yeah, so hi, is hiatus forever? Yeah, it's, and, not, like, it's uh, not like your life going on hold. It doesn't mean everyone's life goes on hold. Right. And then Fred's basically like, you wanted a party, you got a party. So like, you know, suck it up. This is what happened. And it's like, what the fucked up part is like, he's right. Fred is correct. Yeah, he is. This is exactly what happened, and, and Billy's just kind of whining. Yeah. And the the cops show up, calling, and they handcuff him. Mm-hmm. Which again makes no fucking. Why do you get would handcuffed you? in the presidential no. suite? No, 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 no. 
It makes absolutely no sense again. Oh, and and his wife's calling him because they're going to the talent show. Oh my god! Yeah, and of course they they call him like the second after he gets handcuffed, so he can't like pull his. Like I can't get to my phone. My daughter's the talent show. It's like, buddy, you were playing a punk show in the presidential suite of like a massive hotel. How did you think you were gonna make it to the (laughs) talent show anyways? I know. Uh, and it also the timing just doesn't make sense. I think the show they say at some point was happening at like nine or something. Like a talent what kids show is talent gonna shows at yeah nine. no the no. talent show is gonna be happening at like you know six or something seven eight the latest yeah 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 agreed and and you dropped thousands of dollars on this hotel suite so you could leave it yeah multiple times to attend your it make ugh, mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah ridiculous Colin. Anyways, luckily, one of the cops that show up is one of the dads from earlier, remember? <laughs> Who's a cop. Yeah. That Billy totally takes, blew off, by the way. Yeah, it was a dick. Perry was like, no way. And he takes pity on him and, like, gets him off. And, uh, you know, like, says, like, well, you got to get to the talent show. It's your kids. Of course, as, as Perry's leaving, who's there? Judy Greer. And she's like, I can't stop thinking about that song. I want you to play it for Joan. Which again, I don't. Is that a thing? <laughs> what? It's a good song, but I don't know if I'd want to play it for Joan. No, I don't think it's Joan's style anyway. You know. And so this is like, will he? Will Perry choose his family or rock, rock and roll? Yeah. And he chooses, of course, his family. Thank goodness. And he goes to the talent show. He makes it just in time, and he sees his daughter playing his guitar. Right, Colin? Mm Because he smashed hers. Right. Because apparently he left his guitar in the car or something like that. And But we know he smashed a fuck out of hers. And also just like when he was choosing it was this was like the one of the most climactic points of the movie when he's like choosing between the rock life and the family life, right? And and like, don't get me wrong, okay, it's great that he chose the family life, but there's like no, you know, interesting like uh, introspection character like thinking about it like he doesn't even like he pretty much immediately is like no I'm I'm going to the talent show like never never in this movie is he really like back into the the rock thing at all to be honest no dude that's a great point and you that's know? that's exactly right like there's, there's no, no real emotional conflict. retribution yeah no yeah. there's no real emotional conflict or anything like that he just kind of like or at least you don't see it <laughs> you know maybe if Maybe, yeah, no, you don't feel better. like he's learned or grown in any no, way. He's just like stumbling no. through every single thing. Exactly. Yeah. And this is a song that my dad taught me. I think because it's about him. And then his kid at the talent show plays daddy's guitar and plays like a an old punk number that like my dad taught me. And it reminds me of him and it's it's I am so dissatisfied. He's, it's all about dissatisfaction. It's like basically like dad's depressed. Yeah, exactly. It's so awkward that she intros the song that way, you know, because everyone in the crowd is just like thinking, oh, fuck, what's wrong with her dad? I know. And it's just like so shoehorned in there to like try to give some arc to their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and and yeah, the kid's not bad. I don't she's think kinda, the kid was yeah, bad. She's kind of sweet and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was weird. And then, of course... His wife, Selma Blair, is very upset at him for losing the guitar and not showing up so late and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And and they get home and the in-laws have, like, finished her playhouse. It's all nice. Mm-hmm. 
and again showing how inept Billy is at being like a father or whatever. Right. Like Perry, pardon me. Yeah. And 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 Selma is just super pissed, so pissed, is just not going to have in it because he's he's such a mess up, and he confesses to her outside uh, to make things even worse that he just spent around three thousand dollars, and she's like, for what? And he's like, I don't like on a hotel and stuff. He's like, what? That's a, that would freak me the fuck. What? Excuse me? <laughs> like, what kind of whores were you seeing behind my back? You spent $3,000 oh $3, on a hotel? I know. And if, he reveals to her then, finally, he goes, well, it's, I, I like, you forget, so, my birthday. So, let let me have this one. Let's call it even. Yeah. And what does she reveal, Colin? That it's not actually his birthday. And his birthday is the next Aha. day, it turns out. And apparently he thought it was his birthday because he thought his birthday was the same day as the talent show, which originally was the case, but the talent show got moved, apparently. Because of a PTA meeting. Right, right. This <laughs> is a busy-ass school. They're, they're packing their calendar tight. They really are. So it turns out the, his main gripe throughout this movie just turns out to have been not the case. It was a giant misunderstanding. It turns out he is the idiot because he doesn't know when his birthday is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, or what day it is. Uh, he kind of, yeah, he's definitely like kind of embarrassed and flustered about it, but not too extreme, you know. No, it's just kinda, it's You'd weird. kind of expect a little bit more <laughs> than that, maybe. Yeah, um, and like you, and then he get. it's funny, and then they're like having this argument and then he re- this reveal and he goes into this little kid's playhouse and sits there for the rest of the scene, which mm-hmm. I like, like as an image. I do. That's too. like a poster. Yeah. I get it. That's cool. And they finish this argument there. And then, but again, it just shows how passive he is as a mm-hmm. character. It's like a real metaphor for that. And then he just continues to sit there. She goes inside. And it's, again, it's, it's very emotionally underwhelming. It is. There's, there, you don't get any sense of what this character is thinking or why any of this matters. Yeah. And then as we wrap it up here, the the guy, the dads come over and ask if and see him in the little toy house and ask him if he, they, he wants to go mm-hmm. play poker. Which like really do people go to other people's house to be like, You in for poker? <laughs> and one of them's the cop. No way. It's like no I know way. you were just arrested. Oh, oh but and I just remember this I just remember this too. I wanted to say this earlier, but in an earlier scene when he and he uh sees some of the dads, they like I don't think we even mentioned this, but they they hit him up a second time when he's at the hardware store to try to play yeah. poker. Yeah, that's right. And when they're, they're insistent when, guys, yeah. And when they see him at the hardware store, he like again he rebukes them pretty bad. And then they're like, one of the dads in that group is like, "You think I like these other guys? Like I don't even like them. Like we just hang out because we're all dads." Guys, we honestly we have nothing in common. This, this guy like twelve times a week. You think I like him? I don't like him. He's a nerd. I don't like him either. Oh, man. But we share a common bond. That's just the way it is. I gotta go. Is like what he says. Right. Do you remember that line? I do. And it was, and that, the whole it was thing so is like, yeah, strange. I hate this guy. It was like, what, kind, what the fuck kind of people just hate each other and yet hang out just because they happen to both be dads? Like, And it's like, it, and it begs the question, it's like, is this trying to be a zany comedy, situational comedy with like weird <laughs> wacko character lines? Or yeah. is it purporting to be like a... A character study, like yeah. a, an indie look into, and the humor's very character driven. It's yeah. it was all it's, over the place with stuff like so that. It was so strange. You're right. It was so strange. It's like cartoonish. Yeah. And uh, and so then he goes inside, 
a scorned man. And he, this is the, uh, to me, one of the weirdest pieces of advice. I watched this with Zanny and she, we were, we're split on this, but the Billy's Perry's father-in-law is going like, Hey, so she's pretty pissed at you, huh? Like you're my daughter, your wife. He's like, yeah. And again, you think that they would be pissed at him too. Cause he's yeah. shown himself to be nothing but a fuck up today. <laughs> and, and he's like, Oh, let me give you some advice, son. And I'll tell you what you do. You go upstairs and tell her you're sleeping on the couch. You just grab your pillow and say, hey, honey, I'm sorry. I'll just give you a little space. I'll sleep on the couch tonight. You need to uh, go up there and tell her that you're going to sleep on the couch. And that's probably <laughs> best if you give her some space. And he said, I don't want to sleep on the couch. The couch talks. He's like, exactly. You say that to any lady and you won't sleep on the couch. Like, they'll feel so bad for you that you, they'll let you sleep in the bed. <laughs> like, she'll forgive you right away. <laughs> she'll see that you've grown. It's so fucking weird. I, yeah, I, I don't fucking know where that came from. He's like, in all my 50 <laughs> years of marriage, it works every time. Uh, and it's like, you just, are you trying to get... Teach him how to gaslight your daughter? It makes no sense. It's so fucking weird. I thought that line was bizarre as hell. Yeah, no. But wait, wait. But what... Are you saying that that um, your fiancé thinks that uh, that that is an effective tactic? Is no, that the I, disagreement? I just... I think I was saying, like, this is... There's no way this would work. And, okay. And she was like, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought, I thought you said there <laughs> we was a disagreement. I, I phrased that wrong. She, we, we were in agreement. That was stupid. Oh, okay. The I, I, I only thing I would say is, like, in my experience, that's mm-hmm. the stupidest thing. You either yeah, go, I'm sleeping yeah. in this. I know we're mad at each other, but we're sh- we're adults and we share a bed and we're going to sleep in bed. Yeah, right? yeah. And you can I be mean, mad I've at me. Never, I mean, I've never, like, oh, I guess I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have, too. Okay, only once. Only once, though. And it wasn't that big a deal. And I offered, and it was fine. And it, yeah, it weren't worked out fine, you know? Like, I, this is this is sidetracking from the film, but just as far as, like, in my experience with the relationships, like, going yeah. to bed angry, that's, the, oh, never go to bed angry. Go to bed angry. Fuck it doesn't it. matter. Like, say sorry, like, when you mean it, you know? Well, no, honestly, going to sleep the worst. The, the best, worst thing like, is restart. trying to say sorry when you don't like, mean getting it. Getting a good night's sleep is the best restart. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, like, I, I will say, like, you know, sleeping apart can help you like get a better night's sleep if you're both like really pissed at each other or something. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. Like the one time I've done it is just like it was, you know, to to be able to sleep well so that you, mm. know, you can make up the next day or whatever. Totally. Yeah, but, I get that. I mean, if it's but, the respectful overall, thing to do, do it. Yeah, yeah. But but the whole idea of like saying it with a the tactic like we were talking about that's what right. is like really creepy and doesn't make sense. That is it's yeah it's, it's like yeah it's a trick You're trying to pull yeah. one over yeah exactly. and if, uh, and of course that is it so doesn't funny. work. Oh my god! <laughs> She's like, did my dad my dad tell you to say that? Okay, great. Enjoy the couch. <laughs> and and then so and then he's like sleep on the couch and then she finally does come to him because this film has no consequences and. And she says, you know, they talk and she's like, I can't believe we're parents. You know, it's, we're going to be OK. And he's really bad lines of dialogue where he's like, do you think we're just going to laugh about this one day? And it's just cheesy shit like that. And then she goes, do you want to watch House Hunters and get it on? <laughs> uh, 
so it's like all is forgiven. That was like a, a bit that they watched House Hunters, and now it's like, oh, it's all okay. Uh, it was weird. It was a weird out of that scene. It did was. Not, not funny. And it was I did kind not believe funny. Their, I thought it was kind of funny, honestly. I did not believe their relationship, man. No, I definitely didn't. I thought it was funny how ridiculous it was, you know. Oh yeah, it was funny <laughs> that it was a fucking absurd. Just like yeah, everything. exactly, but, exactly, yeah. Like a lot of parts of this movie. And then yeah. the last scene of the film is uh, Billy goes and sells his guitar. He, he, like he tells his daughter, like, "Oh, I'll, you know, I'm not in a band anymore." That's his like big full arc with her. He's like, I've realized I'm not in a band anymore, but I'd love to be in a band with you. And she's like, maybe. And then <laughs> he <laughs> sells his nice guitar because uh, he wrecked to hers, do remember. And he buys her a, a nice electric guitar at the guitar shop. And they put up a sign that says like kids guitar lesson. So I think we're meant to believe that he's going to be teaching kids guitar now as his new job. So mm-hmm. I guess that's good. I guess. And they get in the car as a family, and mom goes, Selma Blair, what do you want to listen to? And his daughter goes, I want to listen to dad's band. And he Aww. goes, really? Oh, sweet. <laughs> and he goes, really? And she goes, oh, yeah, she loves listening to your band. And then they pop in the CD, and Devil's Kind starts once again, and it starts as it began, and we roll credits. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord we're through it. We've talked about it about as long as the film. Oh, man. I, yeah, I knew we were going to get into it, but that was pretty intense. There's just so many nuggets of ridiculousness that like, oh I couldn't God. let go. I will say, if anyone wants to watch it purely for the entertainment, like the, the humor value, there is that. It's like, I don't know. It, it kind of reminded me what a bad movie is, you know, and how like back... <laughs> Back in the day, like in high school, and I think lots of people go through this sort of phase where you watch really bad movies because it's funny to watch them. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. And I, while I this still am in that phase. Yeah, and while this isn't like quite at the same level as you know something like, uh, uh, like the, the room, bird, or the bird, the room, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the birds or, or uh, shark octopus or whatever. Sharknado, shark yeah. yeah. It's not quite that absurd, but it is like it's going that direction, which is really wild because it's really not marketed that way, you know? No, and it's got good people, like professionals in their yeah. field. It's, it's very strange. It, which is weird. It's that's a very strange like. mix of things. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, it's not bad enough to be enjoyable as like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. And it's not anywhere good enough to to just put on casually. Yeah. Like, it is distractingly bad, yeah. but not in an enjoyable way. Agreed. Ugh. Anyway. Sorry, Lee. Sorry, Lee Kirk. Yeah. Well, no, it's his own fault. <laughs> it is. That's what I was gonna say. Who is to blame? Because I don't think Billy's to blame. No. I know I we think, talked a lot about how bad he did, but I think again the writing was easily the worst part of. Like, there's no question the writing was bad. The plot was bad. The lines were bad. Like, yeah. It none of the writing was good. You know, it was and, ridiculous. I, and I think you said Lee Kirk was the writer, right? Writer and director. He's the writer and director. Yeah. So, so it's truly honestly, it really is his fault. <laughs> yeah. Because because again, Billy's fine line to line. Yeah, it's okay. It's just yeah. it's it's putting him at the lead at the forefront and asking him to shoulder this movie that again, yeah has such a bad script and he's an unproven actor and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's it didn't do him any favors. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and so I feel like he was excited about it. Mm-hmm. It just didn't turn out. And so I think I think 
I would say the reason this movie I do think is, you know, maybe mid 40s percent, which, by the way, is terrible. But why it's not lower than that in my book or maybe, you know, it could be in the 30s, too. But why it's not super low in my book is because, like, the cinematography was still pretty good. The supporting actors, by and large, were pretty good. Um, Had some good songs. The music, the music was good. The music was really right. good. Um, I, I guess I'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that is true. The cinematography was was fine, and yeah. yeah, no, you're right. And yeah, supporting actors were the best part. Honestly, I think I think Fred and uh, Brian, uh, Kevin, yeah, in the office were were the were the highlights for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, but yeah, it was like it was a very it was a it felt like a film written by someone who was like a, enjoyed being the victim. Yeah, it was like very it self-pitying. It really did. Yeah, a victim complex type thing. Which works better in a Green Day song than in a feature film. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well that was that was ordinary world, folks. <sighs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did you have any any last thoughts, my friend Colleen? I I think we've covered it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hurt the listeners anymore. Yeah, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this Green Day Cinema Masters version of Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. I hope you're well. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're holding it down and not doing anything too crazy. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to listen to more, of course, check us out on podomatic.com. You can email us redundant green day podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. Colin, what's that mm-hmm. once more? That would be at green day pod or redundant colon, the totally original green day podcast. And, uh, yeah, keep rocking in the free world folks this film ordinary world is on netflix if you want to check it out after having listened to this i don't know why you'd want to uh but yeah maybe you can enjoy uh how oddly specific we got so that's that's all it is (laughs) i think the only benefit the one scene i'd recommend if you just want some funny is is that dad scene the intro to the dads oh come on don't be a pussy pussy guy oh god yeah like it's funny absurd bad Ugh. And if you want one scene that's actually funny, I'd say Kevin doing the whiskey model. Oh, yeah. That's actually good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. And in parting, I'd just like to say, please use a coaster. I was thinking of sleeping on the couch. There we go. The the best lines from the film. (laughs) And ladies, don't let us trick you. All right. (laughs) Keep it on Redundant, totally original Green Day podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.